Welcome guys to the Trying Podcast. My name is Nanini and on this podcast I'll be sharing with you the steps that I'll be taking to try and get over my fears and get out of my comfort zone. Hi, it's January 23rd on Tuesday and this is probably like the fifth time I've pressed start again because I don't know why I'm having a hard time introducing this this study but anyway so today's study is from some verses that are very similar they're basically the same it's just different wordings so the first verse that I'll focus on is from Revelation chapter 16 verse 15 and the second verse is Revelation chapter 3 I wanted to focus like from verse 1 to 6 but then when I read the entire chapter of Revelation again, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, the entire chapter <laughs> of Revelation, chapter 3. And then the other third verse that I'll be focusing on is Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 10 to 16. Now, if somebody had given me those three verses and told me, what do you think is similar? And don't look up the verses. I would like, I don't know what would come to mind. I think Revelation chapter 3 I've read it a lot of times, so I might know it's about the letters to the churches. So maybe some there's a connection with church or something. I don't know. My point is, I did not. I don't know these verses from the heart. Like I don't know the verses. But then today, while I was, I was. Let me let me explain something. <laughs> So this is the second to last episode of season eight. And um, in this season, the past few um, published episodes, I've been studying about, um, I've been focusing on the bride and the bridegroom. I've been focusing on the Chet, the eighth Hebrew letter. And its connection to fence, um, God being a wall of fire, God is the bridegroom and his bride um, is the one that is covered, right? The bride of God is covered. And then to not rehash everything, they, there has been, uh, there, there, there have been threads that I have been following, right? And so I was thinking this week actually and last week I've been thinking I think after finishing this season after publishing the last episode next week I've been thinking maybe I'll take more than the four weeks um, that I usually take before coming back and publishing season nine <clears throat> Like, I think, because here's why. This is my why. One of the reasons, not the only one, but when I was listening back to the episodes and I realized that I have not been writing the show notes for like a number of episodes now. And I even tried to look back and think back like, oh, wait, um, which episode was I talking about this and this topic or... Have I even talked about this topic? 
because I find myself when, when um, those are the questions I would ask myself. Because also um, when I'm recording and I come across like a thread or a pattern, and I'm like, wait, I'm sure I've studied this. Have I? I think so. Which episode? I don't remember. What was the topic? What was I talking about? I don't remember. And I was like, ah, oh, nanini. This is not, this is not it. Right? Because I've been intentionally reminding myself that I am not studying just to like jump pack my mind with knowledge and just pile up the degrees in my head of like, oh, I've finished reading this and I've finished studying this. Congratulations, you know. That's not the goal. And that's what I've been saying. In as much as I have been consistent with publishing, I don't want that to be the goal as well. Consistency. And oh my God, congratulations, June, you're in season eight. <laughs> that's not what this is. I'm studying to know God and to understand my reason for existing. <laughs> I was like, I don't, yeah, it's imagine that's it because every day God has given me life. There's a reason, right? There's a reason why. He has given me life today. And there's a reason why he will him he might give me life tomorrow. Oh, it's it's his choice anyway. He knows. So why am I alive? Why? Right? Why am I asking, right? Um why am I alive? Why is somebody else not alive today but I am alive and since I believe with evidence um, my belief is based on evidence so I'm trying to say I believe that I live in a world where I was created by a powerful being the creator of everything everything that exists had a beginning and was created by a creator who has no beginning and that creator claims to be called Yahweh, right? I mean, he he um, reveals himself to this guy called Moses and says, okay, God tell the Israelites that I am who I am or I will be who I will be or, you know, Yahweh. He is. So, <laughs> he explains in in the bible that there's purpose there's a reason for human beings existence and the very first humans he created <clears throat> why is my voice breaking gosh <clears throat> the the very first humans he created they they were created to be fruitful First of all, they were created in his image and likeness. So that's saying something. This is a God who, who is generous enough and loving enough to share his image and likeness. You know? So that's saying something about who this God is. And he, and he says that the creation that he has created, this mankind, who is also part of this creation, 
is supposed to rule over the creation. They're supposed to be fruitful while they're ruling. They're supposed to multiply, meaning they're also supposed to be generous because the multiplication comes with, oh, how do we share this creation? How do we... And the, it also comes with like um, understanding how to live in a community because we're now parts... The, the, the human race is growing. And this creation that we have been told to rule, we have to know how to communicate, we have to know how to to love one another, how to be patient with one another. A lot comes from this command that God gives mankind. Because if Adam and Eve, the fa- those first human beings, decided to not multiply, to not like be fruitful and multiply when it comes to giving birth to their offsprings there would only be the two of them so there's I mean yeah I'm thinking about like selfishness and coveting that's what's coming to mind when I'm thinking about like the more people are like the more the numbers increase selfishness comes in coveting comes in but then even when there are two people even when there are two people <laughs> coveting happens and that's actually what happened with Adam and Eve anyway why am, I, why am I talking about this um okay so this God who created mankind way down the line in 20 no I wasn't born in, in 1994 decided to create to form this girl called June Nanini Shaba in her mother's womb and I was born a healthy girl and the life that I have lived till today I can't complain it's not has not been the perfect sheltered happy life but it has been easy to be honest compared to the other human beings that are also part of this life and so when I think about like when I wake up and I am like okay thank you God for this day I also like think why am I here <laughs> like why honestly why if God had decided to call me to to him to where he is last year what would he have told me? Like, would I have gone last year knowing what my reason for existing was? Or would I, would I, would I have, like, <clears throat> met God and he would be like, okay, so this is how your life has been. This is what happened. And you did or you did not fulfill your purpose so anyway when I talk about like listening back to my recordings I'm actually having a very tough time speaking so anyway when I listen back to my recordings and I find myself like I have been in this in situations where like I can't even remember what an episode 
was about. Even when I look at the topics and I'm scrolling at the topics say in season eight or season seven or season six, and I'm like, what was this about? I don't like that feeling of not knowing. Again, I'm not perfect. I'm not, I don't have the perfect memory. Um, I don't pride myself to have the perfect memory. But the thing is, what's the point of continuing to publish studies if I'm not remembering them? Am I publishing studies for other people's approval? And by other people, maybe even a platform. Like, do I find just looking at the published episodes on Spotify or on Apple podcast or whatever, wherever, like, am I just, is it pride? I just want to like see myself having done this, like an accomplishment. Is it an accomplishment? Is that what I'm seeking? Right. Is is that it? Because if that is what I'm seeking, I'm, it's not fulfilling and it's not. I've been very honest with myself that that's not the goal. It's good to be consistent. But why am I even doing what I am doing? Right? Before even getting to whether I'm consistent or not. Like why? What's my reason for doing it? And it has been to know God. To know this creator who created all these things. And this creator tells me like there's a reason for my existence. And I've been studying these things. And recently in this season 8... I'm understanding like, oh, okay, wait. Um, from the very beginning, he calls himself the husband, the bridegroom, and calls his people, those who choose him. He calls them his bride. And he covers his naked bride because apparently this is the pattern. The bride, human race, we are constantly failing we fail a lot we have seasons (laughs) we go through seasons where we are the perfect quote-unquote like the virtuous one right the virtuous bride the virtuous the righteous one the righteous man but then we also go through these seasons where we are like the wayward woman the wayward man. Seasons of life and then seasons of death. And so through these studies, I've come to understand life is connected to God. If I am not connected, if, if mankind is not connected to God, they're not alive, they are dead. So for you to be alive, eternally you need to be in God you need to be connected to God and for you to die you need to disconnect it's the opposite and if you're not connected to God who is the light then you're connected to darkness and darkness is connected to sin and sin is connected to the evil one 
death, nakedness, shame, right? All those things are like in the same group, nakedness, shame. And all this is pointing back to what Adam and Eve did in the beginning. They were connected to God in the garden where it was fruitful, right? It There was light. They were connected to light. But then they chose to disconnect to God's word, to the word. God is the word, right? The words of God. They chose to disconnect and disobey the word. Later on in John, we're told that the word is Christ. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word became flesh and tabernacled among us. So they dis- they dis- they um, disobeyed the word and disconnected from the word. And they connected to the self, to themselves, like... Instead of listening to God, they listen to their own desires. And not just their own desires, they listen to sins, desire, the serpent's desires. So they, they are coming from life where they have access to the tree of life. They have access. And when they choose to not connect to the lights, to not connect to God, to not connect to the word, when they choose to disconnect and take for themselves we start seeing nakedness and shame and death and they no longer have access to life so when I'm thinking in this, like, uh, um, like the meta way of understanding my life, and I'm asking myself, okay, why am I alive? Why does God? Why has God chosen to give me life? So if I'm connecting this to the thread from the very beginning it means he wants me to be connected to him the goal is for me to get to have eternal life which means i am connected to the source of life so he wants me to know him right if he wants me to be connected to him that means he wants me to know him he's giving me the opportunity and the chance to know him and so knowing god is having life being clothed if i am not if i am if i know god and i ha- that means i have life that means i'm not dead it means i am not naked it means i am clothed because again he clothes us with his with his light with his garments with um with his glory we are clothed with his righteousness. He is the wall of fire that clothes his bride, that covers his bride, that protects. 
So when I am in God, in the light, I am covered, I am not naked. So when I ask myself, why am I alive? I'm actually thinking right now and I'm there. <laughs> There's this thought that has come to mind. Like June, what are you, what are you even, like why are you even talking about this? You're not even, you haven't even started the study. And then I've looked down at these three verses that I have, that I, I mentioned in the beginning and I'm like, actually, this is completely in line with these verses. So let me continue this thought, this train of thought. So when I am asking myself, why am I doing this? Like this, like the recording, why am I publishing? If I can't even remember, what's the point, Nanini? Because all this, I'm, 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 again, I even started mentioning this because I've been thinking, maybe after finishing the last recording of season eight, the last episode, which is next week, Maybe I should take more time. I usually take four weeks to like reflect and just rest and unwind and just be, right? And not record. Sometimes I end up just recording every week (laughs) and then publishing the next season. But my point is the reason why this thought is like, in my brain right now is because I want to go back and listen back to these episodes and remember remember let me write that down remember this remember I remember I think I remember studying it's a memorial memorial Memorial. Um, also, there's another word in remembrance. In remembrance, I studied this in. Um, oh well, I was. I remember it. I was salt, salty. Was it salty? No, 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 no. It was when was it salty? The episode where I was talking about the communion. I think it's salty. It's the episode salty. Like, these are the things. Like, right now, I know I'm not supposed to, like, God is not expecting me to, like, cram or, like, have the perfect memory. But when there are, there are episodes that I, like, I have these deep studies. And while I'm studying, I have these amazing revelations. And it hits me like on another level like oh my gosh the fact that god is allowing me to understand this this way is insane and then like some episodes down the line i've forgotten (laughs) god wants me to remember because even i was reading revelation chapter three and there's a part where he says remember what you have Remember what you have received and heard. I'm going to read those verses, but remember what you have received and heard. Remember. Because I've I've been feeling so... I wanted to say disgusted with myself, but that's too harsh. 
I've not been proud of myself when I continuously ask myself like, oh, wait, what, what was that verse? What did I, when did I study this? And I'm like, I can't remember, I can't remember, I can't remember. Why am I even studying? Why? So tying this back to my other meta question of like, why am I alive? I'm alive. I think it's the same reason as to why I'm studying. Not the, the answers are tied. They're to, like they're they're similar. They're the same. Why am I studying the Bible? Why am I not studying Shakespeare or Kwame Nkrumah's? Wait, who was Kwame Nkrumah? I think he was a leader. Kwame. Groomer, former president of Ghana. Oh, <laughs> this is not the person I wanted to say. I wanted to say, oh man, um, Kenyan, Kenyan author. Oh, do you? Ngugi wa Thiongo. Imagine that's the name I wanted to say, and then I said Kwame Nkrumah. <laughs> anyway, why am I studying the Bible? And not Ngugiwa Thiongo. Not only the author himself, like his biography, but why am I not studying his books? He's an amazing, amazing, amazing author. Why am I not reading his books? Actually, that's something I'm going to be doing. Reading, that's something I want to... That's a... Is it a hobby? It's just some. I want to be intentional when it comes to what I'm consuming and I've been very interested in reading books I'm not an avid I'm not a reader at all let me not even say an avid reader I'm not a reader I don't read I don't read books I don't read books I don't even think I've ever bought a book have I ever, have I ever bought a book to read no I personally don't own a book that I've bought in t- that's intended to be read. I don't have one. And I want to start. I have my reasons for that. But anyway, why not be reading Gugiwa Thiongo's books? Hmm? Or Chimamanda? her books or like any other author like why the bible it's because it it's answering my question of why am i alive it has the answers ngugi doesn't have the answers chimamanda doesn't have the answers of why i'm alive but god's word God's word does. I've come to realize that. Before I didn't know that those two things are connected. But I've come to realize that that's why. That's why. Every time I have questions in my normal day-to-day life, I find the answers in the Bible. And it's like 
God is answering, directly answering my exact situation. And so it pains me when I take this time to study what God is answering me, what God wants me to know about him and to what God wants me to know about my reason for existence and how to live this life, right? It pains me that I'm studying, but I'm not remembering. And that is not the goal. That means I'm not accomplishing. I made publish. My goal is actually 50 seasons. And I calculated that and I saw like if I continued, like even even thinking about not continuing after the four weeks with season nine is a big thing for me because the goal from season one, from season one, 2020, from the very beginning, my goal was to only take the four weeks and con- consistently publish each season with 20 episodes, except for their first season, 20 episodes per season. And if I do that consistently, because my goal is 50 seasons, that will make like a thousand episodes. My goal is for me to publish a thousand episodes which are 50 seasons, 20 episodes per season. And I will, if I am this consistent, the last episode I'll publish when I'm 50 years. So again, this 50 thing, I I noticed the 50 connection way afterwards, but I calculated like, wait, if if I'm consistent with 50 seasons, how old will I be? And I realized, was I 51 or 50? There's a 50, 51 and 50 thing. I don't I don't remember exactly. But my point is, even me making this decision to like pause for a longer stretch of time is a big thing for me. Because again, <laughs> I have my, those are my plans. It's not like God told me, Nanini, you need to, Rest every four weeks. No, God didn't tell me that. He didn't tell me, oh, you need to publish 20 episodes. No, he didn't tell me that. He didn't tell me, you need to publish 50 seasons. He didn't say any of that. It's just me. These are my choices. And that's what I'm saying. Why am I making these choices of studying this book? And I'm not retaining what is important i'm not saying i'm not retaining anything i have learned a lot and there's a lot i'm remembering thanks to the holy spirit there's a lot that i remember but i am not what's the word i'm not content with with how i'm stewarding these studies hmm. stewarding the studies let me write that down stewarding the studies i had not seen it like that like i'm supposed to steward my time when it, it's but it's true 
I'm supposed to steward this time that I'm spending studying. Because from even my other episode, I don't know which episode, The Table. And after that, the, the, I think Finding Treasure. I'm trying to remember <laughs> these things are now coming to them. Okay. In, in those episodes, and I think also others where I studied those, those threads. But in the Table episode of this season, season 8, and the episode Finding Treasures, I was asking my, I was thinking about the table and communion and fellowship with God, the bridegroom. And I think in finding treasure, I was asking myself a question like, why is it that we see revelation of Christ being connected to the breaking of bread I don't know if that was the answer. I think that's the conclusion I came to. Like the revelation of Christ is connected to the breaking of bread. Yeah. My question was, uh, yeah. anyway, this is one of those times I feel bad that I can't even remember my reason for studying an episode. Finding treasure. I was asking myself, because I came across a video on YouTube and this guy was talking about the on the road to Emmaus those two those two disciples that were sad about the events that happened that um in connection to like Christ's crucifixion and his death and then Christ appeared Okay, I, I'm trying to remember my question. But in both episodes, the table episode and the finding treasures episode, it's about, I came to understand that it's about me sitting at the table. Right? And as I'm going to read Revelation chapter 3, it's opening the door. Because Christ is knocking at my door. It's me allowing Christ in my house, in me, allowing Christ in me. I am the house. There are many places where Christ, by many, I mean like it's implied, but also there's this one place where it's like clearly Christ says like we are houses that spirits can reside in. And he talks about if you um, cast out a spirit, an unclean spirit and it leaves you and that house that house that human is left empty and there's no other spirit that can feel a good a clean spirit that can feel that house if that house is left empty then this unclean spirit that was cast out will go into the wilderness and like let me go back to this house and see if you know there's room and he comes to a clean house but there's no one in. There's no one inside the house. So he goes and brings back seven times seven more unclean spirits that are, that are even more dangerous than that unclean spirit is than, than itself. And that person is left worse than he was even before the spirit was cast out. So that's a, an example of a place where Christ calls us houses.
So when in Revelation chapter 3, when Christ says, I stand, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens, I'm trying to remember, and opens the door, I will come in and I will dine with him and eat with him and him with me, right? That And he says, I will come in him. Like Christ is coming in, not in, not in a physical house, like our household, like here in, say, Kenya and in my family home, Christ is knocking outside the gate. No, I am the house. And Christ says, I will come in him. He's coming in me. So he's coming to dine, to eat at the table with me. And so that's how I've been understanding these studies. I've recently come to this understanding of these studies is me setting the table. It's like that I'm setting the table and welcoming the bridegroom to sit at the table and eat with me. And guess what the meal is? It's not something I have prepared. He is the meal, the bread of life. Because again, what's the point of me being alive? What's the reason for my existence? Is to know God. To commune with God. God wants a relationship with me. That's the reason why I'm alive. He wants a relationship with me. And that's it's not only my the, the reason for my existence. I've come to understand from these studies is that it's the reason for every human being's existence. The reason for for um the reason why God created us. In his image and his likeness so that we can commune with him we can fellowship with him we can be in relationship with him we can know him and that is what to be in relationship with to be in a relationship with somebody it means you're intentionally choosing to learn about that person and know that person deeper than just like a friendship level or just like an uh, than just an acquaintance level, and it's a choice. So that's the reason for my existence. And if these studies are are um, set times for me to know God. Can you imagine that I'm not stewarding this time well because they have become, it's like I have forgotten my why. I want to remember my why. And I want to be, to, to take action. I want to actively remember my why. Let me say that. Because I wanted, in my head, I'm like, put into practice, get active. I want to actively 
remember. I want to, because even in the salty episode where I was studying about communion, in remember Christ saying, do this, do, do, it's an action word, do, it's an action, it's an active like command. Christ is commanding us to take action. He says, do this in remembrance of me. In remembrance of me. Oh wow, this is also tied to the table and tied to finding treasure because what was Christ saying, do this in remembrance of me? He broke bread. He blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and shared the cup, his blood, the wine. He shared it with his disciples and says, do this in remembrance of me. That means... It's um it's not a one time thing. It's an active thing. Let me Google what it means for something to be active. Active. <clears throat> Engaging or ready to engage in physical energetic pursuits. Mobile, energetic, agile, sporty. Um, <clears throat> so let's see the other one. Pursuing. Pursuing. That's the word. Pursuing. Pursuing an occupation or activity at a particular place or in a particular way. Oh, wow. This is perfect. Pursuing. Meaning it's a, it's a repetitive thing. It's a continuous thing. When you're in pursuit of something. It's active. You're actively pursuing. And they're saying pursuing an occupation or activity at a particular place, aka the table, or in a particular way, aka studying. So I am pursuing the knowledge of God. I want to know God. My reason for doing this is to know God. The only way I will know my reason for existing, like the purpose, actually, I know my reason for existing is to know God. But okay, how, like, is that it? Is my reason for existing just reading the Bible and listening to the Holy Spirit? Like, just rejoicing and worshipping? No. God gave us work to do. Adam and Eve... Their reason for creation is to be in communion with God. But because they physically exist on this earth, God gave them purpose. What is purpose? Purpose, the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Similar words, grounds, cause, the point, intention, objective, the aim, desire. person's sense or resolve or determination 
to have one's intention or objective. <clears throat> okay, so I think the objective thing. I think if I use the word objective. Adam and Eve, mankind was created to know God. And for us to know God, we, it means to, we need to be in relationship with God. We need to listen to him. For us to know who he is, we need to listen when he speaks. For us to know his character, we need to listen. We need to study his character. Oh, so God did this last week. He did this this week. He has told me this last last year. He's consistent because he's, he's still telling me the same thing. This For me to know somebody's character, I need to study that person. And that, that means I need to be in close proximity with that person for me to actually know who they truly are. That's why Christ can say, abide in me and I in you and you will bear fruit. Outside of me, you'll, you won't, you won't, you'll do nothing, right? <clears throat> That's why Christ is knocking at the door so that he can come in us. And eat and dine with us. The only re- the only way for creation to survive, to the survive death, to not die, is to be in, to be connected to the source. In Colossians, Colossians chapter one verse fifteen. The sun is the image of the invisible God. In him all things were made. In him. In the sun. S-O-N. Christ. Christ is the image of the invisible God. Wait. Hmm. If Christ is the image of the invisible God, this triune God, Christ is the image of the invisible God. And mankind was made in God's image. A equals B. Christ equals God's image. So that means mankind was made in Christ's image. Because Christ is God's image. So when in the beginning God says, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness. God does not share his image with his entire creation. The only time we are told that I've come across and that I can remember, because again, I haven't read a huge chunk of the Bible. But the one time I remember and I that, that's coming to mind about God sharing his image is with mankind. Do the angels share God's image? Let me Google. Do the angels share God's image? Scripture repeats 
that specific link between humanity and God on several occasions. Genesis chapter 5 verse 1, Genesis chapter 9 verse 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 7, and James chapter 3 verse 9. But never once makes any such connection between God and angels. So this is a, like a part from seminary.bju.edu. Are angels in the image of God? That's the question. Are angels in the image of God? Let me scroll down. <clears throat> in my view, this is what they're saying. The, the writer is saying, in my view, angels do not bear the imago Dei. God's own record of his creation of humanity makes a point of noting that he intentionally created them in the image of God. The them is humanity. God's own record of his creation of humanity, mankind, Adam, makes a point of noting that he created them, humanity, in the image of God. That's Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 27. Scripture repeats that specific link between humanity and God on several occasions. In Genesis chapter 5 verse 1, Genesis chapter 9 verse 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 7, James chapter 3 verse 9. But never once makes any such connection between God and angels. Beyond that, scripture implies in multiple ways that man is uniquely special to God in ways that angels are not. One of the most remarkable statements of that is Hebrews chapter 2 verse 16. What does Hebrews chapter 2 verse 16 say? Let me see. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. For surely it is not the angels he helps, but, Ad uh, but Abraham's descendants. For verily he took not him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. We also know that son, that the son did not come to help angels, he came to help the descendants of Abraham. Okay. Um, should I continue? But putting one's finger on the precise differences between humans and angels with respect to the Imago Dei, the image of God, is tricky for two reasons. Number one, the Bible really never fully explains exactly what imagode means. And we are not, that is what the image is, right? The image of God is. Um, and number two, we are not told a lot about angels either, at least in respect to their creation and nature. We are, however, told of several different classes of kinds of angelic creatures. A cherubim, that's Genesis chapter 3 verse 24. The seraphim, Isaiah chapter 6 verse 2. And different kinds of living creatures, that's Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 5 and Revelation chapter 4 verse 6. That also suggests a distinction from humanity, which shares a single basic form and appearance, and which is always dependent as a single class with a single shared nature. If we accept the scripture, that scripture at least implies that humans are uniquely in the Imago Dei, 
in a way that angels are not, we are admittedly left with some degree degree of speculation when it comes to explaining the differences between us and them. It's clear that angels like us possess faculties of intelligence, emotions, evolution, morality, and spirituality. These are certainly aspects of the divine image since they differentiate us like God from animals and the rest of creation. Beyond that, however, some additional features that we have no biblical reason to assume angels. Hmm? Beyond that, however, some additional features that we have that we have no biblical reason to assume angels share include dominion, creativity, and relationality. Okay. Um I asked myself about the angels and oh yeah, because I was talking about first Colossians Corinthians, Colossians, not first. I was talking about Colossians chapter one verse fifteen. The sun is the image of the invisible God. I think this is why I don't know. Can I finish that sentence? Because <laughs> I wanted to say, I think this is why only humans are told, we are told only humans are made in the image of God. But I was thinking like, hmm, let me think through. If the son, Christ, if Christ is the image of the invisible God, the triune God, Christ is that image. The one who has the appearance of the likeness of man in, uh, in Ezekiel chapter one, the glory of God, Right. If Christ is the image of the invisible God and in him all things were created through him, for him, by him, you know, nothing was created um, that was not, that, that nothing exists that was not created. Nothing exists in creation that was not created in him, right? I'm trying to remember <laughs> off head. So, and God tells us that mankind mankind have been created in god's image and likeness that means we have been created in christ's image and likeness so for me to know myself i need to know who i am who i am reflecting Many times, by many times, I think two times comes, to, like only two times. I can only remember twice, like verses where either Christ is saying, like uh, talking about the mirror and the reflection and, and Paul. I think it's First Corinthians chapter 12, where he talks about love and faith and hope. I think hope, yeah. And then he says, um, we will know we will we will know just like we are known fully right and uh, and talking about being made and perfected into Christ's image I'm I'm a hundred percent sure I'm not making this up. Let me Google. Perfected into Christ. Christ. 
Christ's image and reflection. Bible verse. <clears throat> Romans chapter 8 verse 29. The purpose of our admittance into God's presence is that we be conformed to the image of his son. The purpose of our admit, ad, admittance into Christ, into God's presence is that we be conformed. Is this not what I was saying? Into the image of his son. When first justified by Christ's blood and admitted into God's presence, we stand before him, but we are not yet in his son's image. Wait. No, this is not the verse. I think this is just a statement these guys are saying. Let me open Romans chapter 8 verse 29. Romans. Chapter 8. Verse 29. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Again, I'm talking about purpose, right? Who have been called according to his purpose. What what did I connect with purpose? What did I say about purpose? Okay. We've been made according to his purpose. We've been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So before God created me, meaning he foreknew of my existence, right? So for those who God foreknew, he also predestined the purpose was to be conformed to the image of Christ. That he, Christ, might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. This is Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. I'm going to read Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Let me read this again. And then I read Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. From verse 15. And we... Romans chapter 8 verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Who have been called according to his purpose. For those for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified those he justified, he also glorified. Let me open Colossians chapter 1 from verse 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities 
all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his bloodshed on the cross. I also want to read uh, about, we will fully know, about the reflection in the mirror. We will fully know as we are fully known. Fully known Bible verse. I'm sure it's Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 12. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully as I am fully known. Why am I even talking about these things, these verses? It's because for me to know my reason for existing, my purpose, the God who tells me that he has created me, the more I continue knowing about him, the more I know like, oh wait, so for me to live, I need to be connected to him, right? And so my connection to God is tied to my knowledge of God. Does that make sense? My connection to God is tied to my knowledge of him. Because... Because actually knowing him, that's eternal life. Because Jesus said eternal life is knowing. That's the connection. Eternal life is a connection to God because he is the life. Right? So for me to have life, for me to be connected to God, the life, I need to, it's, it's, it's the same as me knowing him. Because Christ says eternal life is knowing the one true living God and God. Jesus Christ whom he has sent. And we know God through his spirit because we are told we have been told that the spirit reveals to us the mind of Christ. He knows the depths of God. Right? So for me to know the depths of God, I need to listen to the spirit of God. For me to know the mind of Christ. You see, knowing God and knowing Christ is the same because Christ is God and Christ is the image of the invisible God and I've been made in Christ's image. So me, me knowing the mind of Christ is the same as me knowing the depths of God. Finding the treasures. Connected to like Christ being manifested in my life. For Christ to be manifested in my life, for wisdom 
to be manifested in my life, for love to manifest itself in my life, for life itself, for like everything I, for, for, for everything I touch to not die, but to live, for life to manifest in my life, like my day-to-day life, I need to be connected to Christ. I need to be connected to the Spirit of Christ. I need to be connected to God. That's what I'm saying. Knowing God is knowing God's Spirit. And the Spirit of God has been telling me to read God's Word. Because I'll know the character of God from how God has interacted with humanity throughout time. Because God does not change when God advises and God commands and gives orders to the people of Israel and any other nations, like for example, Nineveh. When God gives orders, his way is the path of life. He is life. His his ordinances and commands lead to the path of life so for me to walk in the path of life i need to know god's commands because he has given a way he has given a path like a clear path on how to live this life how to walk this path that leads to life the narrow path that's why it's tied to even my question today of it's not really my question today but what i've asked myself what i have been asking myself like what's the point what's the point of me studying if i am not remembering so i i think i should not be hard on myself for not remembering what i should be intentional about is to to be active in the practice of remembering <laughs> to be to pursue to pursue what's the opposite of remembering like what to pursue to not forget i want to pursue knowledge wisdom let me see. Pursuing. Pursuing. Memory. Pursuing memory. Pursuing truth. Pursuing memory. Okay, when I'm Googling, I'm just seeing people saying like how to improve your memory. But I think it's what I'm, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I want to, to improve the retention. I think that's the word. I want to retain what I'm studying. And the way I'll do that is to be closer and closer and closer to God. Because the Holy Spirit reminds me 
Wow. Jesus says the Holy Spirit will remind you of what I have taught you. Senior. Oh, wow. Okay. Because, yeah, I should not be hard on myself. I should, I, just, I should just be... I should just listen and obey the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will remind you. Bible verse. <clears throat> John chapter 14 verse 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have told you. Let me write here, Holy Spirit. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's nice. It's nice because I don't have to do it all by myself. Because it's hard. It's hard remembering like all these things that I've studied. But I think, oh, wow. Okay, okay. In my other previous studies, I was studying about fasting. Actually, it's last week. I was thinking about fasting. And I was asking myself, what does fasting have to do with the spirit? Like, I understand. No, like denying of myself physically of like food. What does that have to do with the spirit? And I think I concluded, kind of, not by concluded, I mean in that episode, I understood that it's tied to the spirit. And today, I've written down something that I was like, oh wow, I think this like summarizes that fasting thing. I wrote down. So fasting is a reflection of what happens or what is happening in the spirit. The flesh versus the spirit. Because I remembered, oh wow. When I wrote flesh versus spirit, I remembered, wait, there are verses actually talking about how the flesh is fighting the spirit. And so I, I wrote down, denying the flesh strengthens and builds up the spirit. Because I was talking about asking myself, like, can I build by fasting? Because I was talking about building, right? Can I build? rebuild can i restore by fasting and i was like huh so denying this is this is my understanding it's still growing because i there was a point i had no clue of what fasting does like what's the point oh oh yeah even in the last episode i understood like it's about the heart it's all about the heart the change needs to happen in the heart um so denying the flesh strengthens and builds up the spirit so it's always the desires of the flesh versus the desires of the spirit so when i say right now that um, is it? that it's about me now listening to the desires of the holy spirit who strengthens me the holy spirit strengthens my spirit in i think it's first peter chapter four where, or is it chapter 2, verse 4, where we are told our bodies, our temples, like living stones, are being built. We are being built into living stones, spiritual houses. We are being built into spiritual houses by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. So my reason for living, for existing, 
is to know God. To be connected to God, to the Creator. Meaning God desires that I have life, eternal life. That's what God desires. So much so that he sent his son to die on the cross for me so that I can choose him. He didn't force himself on me. He gave me a way out. He provided a way out. I don't have to die. I don't have to choose death. He always gives us a way out. Before before you, I present to you life and death. Choose life. Blessings and curses. Choose life. And so, if God's desire for me, the desires of the Spirit, is to give me life and wisdom and knowledge and understanding and perseverance, that means for what God has actually called me specifically, for what God has specifically chosen me, the works, the deeds, the works that he has chosen me to perform on this earth, for me to accomplish those tasks, for me to be fruitful in those tasks, I need his spirit. I need to be in Christ. I need to be filled with the fruits. I need to bear the fruits of the spirit. For me to be to be successful in accomplishing those tasks and for me to bear fruit, to multiply, for me to multiply what he, what he has given me, like the gifts he has given me. I need to be connected to the source. That's why I'm studying. That's why me as Nanini, I'm choosing to study God's word because I want to bear fruit in my life. I want to bear fruit. And so that's why it pains me when I don't remember what I'm studying because what's the point of studying if I'm not remembering? That means... I am not, I'm not, um, I'm either not listening to the Spirit or I have not welcomed Christ at the table. I am not seated at the table. I'm either not seated at the table or even at the table, I am not listening. I need to commune with God every minute, not even daily. He needs to be. There needs to be more. More is needed. More is required. And I think this is what Christ says in these verses. Let me now read these verses. I'm going to start with Revelation chapter 16 verse 15. This is what it says. Look. I want to read also verse 16. But I'm going to focus on verse uh, let me go to the actual verse in the mini here because I, I had written it down, but I've only written verse 15. Okay, Revelation chapter 16, verse 15 and 16. Look, this is Christ speaking. 
in verse 15. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. Let me actually pause this recording so that I don't lose it. Let me pause the recording and then continue with the verses. Okay, Revelation chapter 16, verse 15 and 16. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. I just wanted to read that because I think this Armageddon thing is like insane. So anyway, from what I've been sharing (laughs) the past hour, I've been talking about my reason for existing. Nini, um, what I've learned about my reason for existing and my my crutch my um my struggle with remembering what i have studied because i'm not studying just to pile up knowledge or just to tick a box i want i have a reason i want to know god i want to know what god wants from me of me I want to be faithful with what I have been gifted. I want to be faithful and I want to be fruitful and multiply. And so when reading Revelation chapter 16 verse 15, Jesus is saying, Christ is saying, and again, who is Christ? The image of the invisible God, the word of God, the bread of life the way, the truth, and the life. God himself is speaking and saying, look, I come like a thief. Meaning you do not know the day or the time or the hour. He says, blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed. Clothed. Fortunate is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed these are the threads and the patterns and the words that I'll continuously be reading um, Christ coming he's coming he's coming right he's saying like there's a time coming where you will see me and you will not know when that time is, but I am coming. Be ready. So Christ is saying, be ready. And then he's saying, how are you supposed to be ready? Stay awake. Stay awake. Stay alert. And remain clothed. What does that mean? Luckily, I have been studying about being covered and nakedness he says remain clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed if i'm tying this back to adam and eve adam and eve were in god's presence they had life they were 
they were connected to the source of life. And they were physically outwardly naked, but they felt no shame. But also the outward is connected to like, they were vulnerable with God. And they didn't feel like they had to to cover themselves and and like um, put up walls. You see, God is the one who covers the city. The new Jerusalem. God is the one who covers. He's the wall of fire around the new city, around Jerusalem, around his bride. He's the one who covers. Again, I studied this in the naked study and in other studies. God is the one who covers. So when Adam and Eve are outwardly naked, they are covered by God's light and God's presence and God's glory, but they don't actually feel the shame of being outwardly naked. But what is what I've come to learn is the physical is pointing to the spiritual. The spiritual is oftentimes, actually it's often it's always the um the greater. It's it's the it's the the truth. It's um what what's the word? The spiritual, the physical is a shadow of the spiritual. Material, the material, this material, the created thing, this material is a shadow of what is happening in the spirit. So if Adam and Eve were naked physically, that means they were also naked spiritually, but clothed. So when they were naked spiritually and naked physically, when they decided to take for themselves and clothe themselves, remember they had to clothe themselves, when they decided to take for themselves and disconnect from the source, from light, and they chose for themselves, They chose to take wisdom for themselves. They became uncovered. They became naked. It's not that they weren't naked before and covered. They were naked, but they were covered. But now they have they they, be, they have now seen their nakedness. Actually, even we see, we 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 are told that they realized that they were naked before. They were like. Innocent children who are, what do you call them? Not ignorant. Um, an innocent child who has no idea of like the, how do you call it? I've forgotten the word. Let me search innocent synonyms of innocent. Uh, blameless guiltless this is beautiful wow and this is not the what i was looking for but guiltless this is perfect they were adam and eve were guiltless they were blameless they were free from guilt freedom from guilt freedom from freedom from blame i've literally just such synonyms of innocent adam and eve were guiltless 
even though they were naked, they were covered by the light. They were covered by the glory. They were covered by God's righteousness. That's why they had, they were, they had no guilt. But the moment they chose to take for themselves and pull away from God's light and hide themselves from God, then they realized they were naked. They, they now had guilt and shame. That's why now Christ is saying, blessed is the one who stays awake, is stay awake, be alert of the serpent, be alert, stay awake, be alert of the serpent, stay awake. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed. Jesus is not telling us, clothe yourself, clothe yourself, clothe yourself. No. From all my studies, I've come to understand that he is the one who clothes his bride. So when he is telling me, remain clothed by me, I mean a member of the body of Christ. When he's telling us, remain clothed. He's telling, taking us back to Adam and Eve. Stay awake and remain clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. You see that thread from the very beginning and how I've been studying about nakedness and covering. Okay, now let me read Ephesians chapter 5 verse 10. Ephesians chapter 5 and this is connected to what I've been talking about in the past hour chapter 5 verse 10 Christ is telling me blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed Nanini, now that you are aware you're not um, unaware anymore you're not um, ignorant you're not ignorant anymore you're now aware of who God is he has spoken to you you know his voice my sheep know my voice. You know him. Now that you are aware, the choice that you make now is very important. You have a choice to either stay awake or sleep. Stay awake or sleep. One, the, the parable that is coming to mind is the virgins. There are those who slept. There are those who stayed awake. And they were ready with oil. Right? Because the bridegroom was coming. This is why I'm saying everything is the same. God's word is the same. The bridegroom is coming. Stay awake. So now, even during my study, just pointing, narrowing it way down to like my studies, Stay awake. Remember. Do this in remembrance of me. Be diligent. Be active. Be proactive. Pursue. This is how you stay awake. When you're in pursuit of God's word. In remembrance. When you're active. When you're actively seeking 
ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened seek be active in seeking in the pursuit be active put into practice listen and obey obeying is the seeking obeying is the pursuing putting into practice so anyway um Ephesians chapter 5 verse 10 so yeah it's connected to like what i've been talking about when it comes to like my studies the creator is coming finding treasure the creator will is manifesting himself and he only manifests himself to those who are awake and who have remained clothed look i come like a thief blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed the reason why i feel guilty guilty guilt guilt of the nakedness i feel guilty and shame that i am not even um retaining me actually write that retain i'm not retaining what i'm remembering is because is because i'm not eating at the table i'm not eating of the bread of life there's something that came to mind the reason why i am i am i'm feeling guilt and shame is because Christ has not manifested is because truth has not can i say truth has not been revealed truth has not been revealed in this specific area am i making sense i am in Christ already i am saved but it's a daily walk meaning meaning i can be saved like i can be saved and when i go to heaven there are rewards there's somebody who was saved and did nothing did not put into practice meaning they knew christ it was just maybe their relationship with only them and christ they did not maybe the holy spirit was telling them share this with this person do this when this person comes or put this out there for and god because again the holy spirit gives commands and guides maybe they were like ah oh, no 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 whatever i don't know how people live but my point is there is a difference between how i choose to live my life and how somebody else another christian chooses to live their life we are not all the same so if i am if i am flourishing in an area of my life say for example say for example i want to give an example so that i can also give so for example um 
in empathy. Say, for example, when it comes to empathy, right? I'm thinking about others, putting them first, loving them as I love myself. Maybe I'm that person who who I'm fruitful in that area. I'm flourishing in that area. And say person B is not flourishing in that area. Maybe they are selfish or they it takes more effort for them to even care about somebody else's life. It means there's something, there's an understanding, there's wisdom that I have gained from God that I am putting into practice in this area that is producing fruit. The spirit of God is is has revealed himself in my life in this specific area and he's bearing fruit of love of joy of peace of patience with this is the empathy thing i'm talking about so that means if somebody else is not bearing fruit in this area that means there's something that they don't know there is truth that has not been yet been revealed to them and again they should seek the truth they should not just wait and the truth fall down on their on their lap. They have not seek, sought, seeked. They have not sought the truth, and the truth has not yet been revealed to them about that area on how to bear fruit. And if it has been revealed, they have not put it into practice. So that's what I was saying when I say Christ has not manifested yet, because Christ is the truth. And again, going back to the finding treasures. Christ manifest when we break bread, when we are at the table. That's when we remember on the road to Emmaus, the two disciples did not recognize Christ at all. But the moment Christ broke bread with them, he blessed the bread and broke it with them. Their eyes were opened. Christ was revealed to them. Truth was revealed to them. So that's why that's why I am saying Christ manifests when two or three are gathered together there I am with them. Again we gather together to commune to remember Christ. We don't just gather together to go eat. Christ was not saying, "Okay, when two or three are gathered together in the school assembly to be told what is next on the to-do list, there I am with them." No. Where two or three are, are gathered together in my name. In my name. Meaning we are remembering Christ. We are we are purposely gathering to pursue, to seek. We are actively seeking. We are in pursuit. Christ is saying, okay, there I am. Because we are now at the table. We are ready for manna. For to re- we are ready to receive. We are willing to receive. Christ is saying, "Okay, I am here. I am giving you. I'm, I'm, I am pouring myself now. You can receive. I hope I'm making sense." <laughs> okay, okay. So that's what I was saying when it comes to what I was talking about, like some hours ago, about life. Now that I am aware, like, oh wait, okay. These study moments, it's me coming to intentionally sit at the table to receive, right? Now I want to read Ephesians chapter 5 verse 10. I'm so sure there's something I've left off because I've taken a detour to explain them something. I don't want to go back and listen back like what I was talking about. I don't even know. 
Let me read Ephesians. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5 verse 10 to 16. Okay. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 10. Is this what I want to read? Oh yeah, okay. Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 10 to 16. Let me start from verse 8. For you are once darkness. Again, these are the threads that I've been studying. Darkness and death and nakedness and shame and guilt, they're all connected. Life being and, and sleep, asleep is connected to death. Waking up is connected to life, is connected to fruitfulness, is connected to light, it's connected to God's glory, it's connected to covering. You're not naked, you're covered. All these things. So let's see. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 10. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Live. Actively pursue your purpose as children of light. In brackets, verse 9. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Verse 11. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because these days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, the Father of for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is what I wanted to read. Right? Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. The shining is the covering. Christ is the light. His glory. He is the glory. So him shining on me is him covering me. Again, I'm going back to Adam and Eve, right? And again, the connection of sleeping and being dead. Fruitless deeds of darkness. I'm just from reading Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed. Ephesians 5, verse 10. Wake up. This is verse 14, actually. This is why it is said, 
wake up sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Now let me read Revelation chapter 3. I wanted to read only verse 1 to 6, but I want to read the entire chapter 3. Okay. To the angel of the church in Sardis write, These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. This is Christ speaking. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember. Remember, therefore, what you have received and had. Hold it, hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know at what time I will come to you. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed, dressed, clothed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be clothed in white and I will not blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Christ is saying, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Connecting it to like my studies, in as much as it looks like I am studying, and I feel like I am like it looks like I'm consistent and consistent and consistent. Yes, I do. Th- I don't. I make sure to not publish just for the sake of seeing like the episodes. That it's it's I'm not it's not I'm not I'm not publishing because of the goal of publishing fifty seasons, right? But in the back of my mind, I have that in mind. So when I'm not intentional, when it comes to like going back to study the word, I feel like this verse, I feel like Christ is saying, you have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Because Christ is not going to tell me, how many words did you study this year? (laughs) How many verses? How many chapters? Congratulations. No. Do I actually have the word of God written in my heart? Have I allowed the Holy Spirit to write his word in my heart? Do I remember what God tells me? That's why I usually actually make a point of writing down things because I tend to forget. Again, I'm a human being. But because I'm aware of that, I need to go back and rem- so that I can remember, so that I can retain. The more I read, because even God was telling the kings of Enkina Joshua, Read the word, read the law, day and night. Do not let it um, leave your lips. So God is aware of human beings' minds and how our minds work. So for me to retain God's word, I need 
to pursue it actively. I need to study it actively and remember, right? So when I was reading this, I was like, yo, it's like Christ is telling me, like, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen. Again, I've been studying about strengthening. Like strengthening my left arm, strengthening the areas where I am weak, um, strengthening the area where the areas where I am comfortable, I, I, I think I'm good at, so I'm not improving on them. Strengthening on those areas, building, rebuilding, repairing, restoring. Right. So even when I read like strengthen what remains and is about to die for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. My deeds, I do feel like that. Again, these deeds, the deeds that, the way I'm understanding this is whether I was asking myself what purpose, like what, what is my actual purpose? Like the, the deeds that I'm supposed to do as Nanini, personally as Nanini, what am I supposed to do? What has God put me on this earth to do? as nanini right those are the deeds that i'm 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 needing. when i read the deeds that's what i'm seeing so when god says i know your deeds you have a reputation of being alive but you are dead it's like christ is telling me you're asleep nanini you're sleeping on the gifts that i have given you to others it might look like you're thriving but you know you and I know, and actually I know more than you. There's a lot that I have put in you that you don't even, you haven't even unearthed. You have no idea. But you are sleeping on them. So Christ is telling me, wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. And again, there's a ticking clock. Remember? The bride is coming. Remember? He comes like a thief. We don't know the day or the hour. That's what I'm saying. I need to be intentional when it comes to the things that I'm doing. I'm just only giving an example of like my studies because that's something that I'm... It's a choice that has been in my brain. Like I'm, I'm trying to make a choice specifically when it comes to like season 9. If I'm going to continue season nine after the four weeks or like i'll take more weeks off to actually think wait first to actually go back listen back to the episodes study them again study those listen to the studies and meditate on them and also like moving forward when it comes to season nine like i want to do what god wants for me not just my plan i don't want to just say my plan is season 50 seasons, whatever, whatever. And maybe that's not God's plan for me. So I want to sit at the table and actually listen on how to move forward. Right? I don't just want to go with emotions just because it's working. Something's working. So I want to strengthen those areas. So verse 3, Christ says, Remember therefore what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. So again, in as much as I'm talking about, I'm narrowing down on like my studies, my Bible studies. There are also other 
several areas in my life where this applies, right? Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. So when I ask myself, why am I alive? Why? Why am I alive and not somebody else? I need to remember my work is not yet done. Nanini, you're sleeping. Wake up. There are things, there, there are deeds, there are works that God still wants you to, to do. Right? So I'm just trying to go full circle, like, like go back to like the questions of these questions that usually cross my mind. So verse 4. Yet you have a few people in Sadis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious. Victorious. Meaning there's there's a race. There's a competition happening. There's competition is not really it. I think it's a race. There's a finish line. Excuse me, Belch. There's something that is worn at the end of this. There are rewards waiting for me if I am victorious. So the one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. They will be clothed. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, meaning you have received eternal life, but will acknowledge that, but will acknowledge that name before my father and his angels. So Christ will not tell me, step aside, I don't know you. You workers of lawlessness. You and your fruitless deeds. No, Christ will say, I know her. I know June Nanini Shabambua. I know her. He will acknowledge my name before the Father and his angels. And he says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The next, the next letter, to the letter of the church in Philadelphia, write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. I read this again and I was like, oh wait, I have been studying about the door, the gate. Right? And so let's see what Christ is saying. He's saying he holds the key. And then he says, what he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. So this new beginning, this this um, new birth, this new creation, this new birth. I've said new birth, right? Um, this new door, this new opportunity, the new revelation that Christ opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts no one can open. Verse 8, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. This is Christ saying this. The image of the invisible God, the Alpha and the Omega. He's saying, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength. 
yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Let me see if I want to read something I had written. Um, let me reread it and see if it's something I want to read. Okay, there's a long statement that I had written down, but I'm going to read just one sentence. Let me go back to what I was reading. Revelation chapter 3 verse 8. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I know you have little strength. Yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. When I read the, this today, again, I have been reading this chapter for a long time, like a couple of times. But again, things hit different because just God's word is so fresh. When I read this today, yeah, I know, um, I know that you have the strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I've remembered like what has been going through my brain. <laughs> this life and on thursday last thursday i wrote something down i i was just sharing <laughs> being very open to god and being opening up and just you know i know he knows what's happening in my head and in my brain and my thoughts but i just wanted to like share with him because he asks us to do that so I'm going to read the first, just one sentence. And I said, I feel like I'm crippled. That's all I'm going to share. I feel like I'm crippled. The, the way that I can explain that is literally what Jesus says here. I know that you have little strength. This is literally what I was feeling. I wrote down an entire chapter, uh, not chapter, paragraph, like an entire thing, con just sharing my heart out to God. And this is what I was feeling. The crippling feeling. Right? And let's, oh, okay, okay. That's, again, that those are other areas in my life. But even bringing it back to, like, this study, and me questioning and asking myself, like, should I continue with season nine as per usual? You know, like, because I will continue. I'm not ending the, the studies. I will continue because I desire that. I honestly desire to study. And I don't mind sharing. But the thoughts of, like, Nanini... What's the point of you continuing to study if you're not even remembering the studies that you studied last week or last week but one or last month? So even even when I was writing like that, that kind of paragraph and then that sentence like I feel crippled, that's, this was not, I was not thinking about actually the Bible study. I was not thinking about this. 
but it also does apply here right it also applies to to this thing of strength and so Christ is saying I know your deeds see I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut I know that you have little strength yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan who claim to be Jews though they are not but are liars I will make them come and fall at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. Amagiton. Okay, it doesn't say Amagiton. I'm just remembering Revelation chapter 16, verse 16. The hour of trial. Verse 11. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have had. No, no. Hold on to what you have. This is a stewarding thing again, right? Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. When I was studying about the bride of Christ being the temple and Christ being the tent wall, right? Being the wall of fire, Yahweh being the wall of fire around his bride, so the, even when in First Corinthians, I think chapter 12, when from verse 12, when Paul is saying how we are, there are many members, there's one body, but there are many members that form one body and that we are unified with Christ by the one spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit. So Christ saying, the one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. That's what's coming to mind. The temple of God is Christ himself, his body. He is the head and we are the body. So he's saying, you who is victorious, you will be eternally part of my body. You'll be part of the temple. You'll be a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will you leave it. Will they leave it? Right? And I will stamp, like I will put the stamp of approval that I will mark I will mark you I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God the new Jerusalem I will put a mark you are mine right you will belong to God Verse 14, to the angel of the church in Laodicea, write, these are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. When I read the ruler of God's creation, I remembered, because I have been studying about ruling over, 
And even in today's episode, I started by asking like, okay, gods, um, God created mankind in his image so that they can be fruitful, multiply, and have dominion, rule over his creation. And again, from how the story has has um has developed from the first day to now this year 2023 again it's not exactly the year 2023 because it's not like they were counting the years even at that time but anyway so to the present from the first day of creation to the present creation of mankind to the present we see that there are many people who have not who have denied God they know of him but they want nothing to do with him and so even though mankind was given the right to have dominion over God's creation it's not going to be like that eternally there are some who that right will be taken away from them eternally meaning they will not rule or have dominion but there are those who are who have received eternal life and who are members of the body of Christ who have submitted to the bridegroom they will rule with Christ will they will rule with the ruler of God's creation And then verse 15, Christ continues and says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, you're neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. So I think that's how I've been feeling when it comes even to like this study. I've been like, "Mm, okay, I remember this, I don't remember this, Okay, let me just continue. Uh, let me just continue. It's somewhere in the show notes because I, oh, these things come to mind like how I usually speak sometimes, and I'm like, why, why, why are you not taking the, the time, to remember? I've I became lukewarm in some, like recently I've become lukewarm. That's how I feel. Like I've become lukewarm, and I. That's not a place to be because Christ is saying. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, blind, and naked. This is all reminding me of Adam and Eve. Verse 18, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be honest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with 
that person and they with me. Name okay. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. From verse um, 20, let me read NASB. I want to see if I remember... Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him. This is what I wanted to read. I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. Let me see King James, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Let me pause for a minute. Um, yes, so even ESV reads Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. So I'm I've been I'm rereading those verses because Christ is coming in the house he's knocking at my door i am the house so he's coming into me into the house that's why the house is not empty if christ is in the house the house is not empty excuse me if christ is not in the house the house is empty Right? So he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So those are the verses that I wanted to read. Let me see if there's any other notes that I wanted to write. Not what I wanted to write, I wanted to share. Okay, I think that's it. I think in today's study, I noticed like those three verses, how similar they are. And it's Christ talking about he is coming, meaning the bride needs to be ready. And he's coming at any moment. He can come at any moment. Like a thief. You don't know when the hour is and he says you're fortunate if you stay awake and you are remain and you have remained clothed right blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and be shamefully exposed that's my goal <laughs> the goal is to stay awake and remain clothed so um, depending on the choice that I'll make when it comes to the 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 next season, season 9, whether I'll take my normal, usual four-week break and then come back and start publishing season 9, or however long it will take me, I don't know yet, before coming back, I don't know. But since this is the second to last episode, 
I just wanted to share, like, I wanted to share everything I've shared. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, what exactly do I want to share? But yeah, I think that's something I wanted to share. Because I want, when I listen back to this, I don't know, a month from now, three years from now, I just wanted to... It's important, I think, for future Nanini to know where her brain was at right now. Because um, she, she might have forgotten. So... Um, Also, a big thing that's happening in my life, I'm turning 30. I mean, to be honest, to me, it has not been that big of a thing. <laughs> it's like, it's like, let's even say, for example, I didn't know. Let's say, for example, I had mistaken my date of my year of birth to be 1994 and maybe it was 1993. Let's say, for example, and let's say I've already turned 30 because... The, my date of birth is 1993 and then I realize that oh my gosh turns out my actual documents say that I was not born in 1994 but 1993 so I've already turned 30 what difference would it have made nothing it's just a year right it's a number by a number I mean it's a year the difference is I'm aging I mean that's what is not changing I'm growing I am aging. My body is changing. It's continuing to change. It has been changing since the time I was born. But that's my point. Time is passing. Right? And even with the question of like... This question of like, what's the point? Like, why am I alive? It's not like I started asking myself this question this year. Or last year. Or yet, or the year before that. I think... Since like... I think after graduating from uni, even before graduating graduating from uni, like around 2014, I think that's a time where I was like asking myself, I started asking myself these questions. So it's not really an age thing. Because I'm, I'm saying that because I'm just from mentioning that I'm turning 30 this February. But it's it's a question i think the earlier somebody asks themselves it's it helps it helps it helps it helps because i'm not going to continue asking myself this question now maybe if i forget like okay wait why am i doing this again and the holy spirit tells me um it's because of this and i'll be like oh okay yeah but I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget my reason for doing what I'm doing in every aspect of my life, right? Not just like studying. So turning 30, I was actually, let me actually see, because I, I mentioned 30, turning 30, because I was going to turn 30 the day the week before I started uploading season 9, February 28th, and I would have started publishing episode 
one of season nine on 5th of February. So if, if I continue the normal, if I make a choice of continuing with the normal publishing dates that I have already set for myself, then season nine, episode one will be published on February this year, 2024, February 5th. That's the set date after taking my four-week reflecting break. But if I don't, I don't know. I'll probably just share some. Or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when. So the birthday is 28th of February. Oh, it's not February 5th. It's February. It's March 5th. Yeah. So if I'm supposed, if if I choose to continue the normal pub uploading and publishing my car schedule, the season nine will be March 5th. That's the first episode of season nine. If I continue with the normal schedule, this car schedule of mine, because my birthday is 28th, it was aligned like that. Like, it's not like I had planned it in any way. So I was supposed to celebrate my birthday on 30th. I will be celebrating my 30th birthday on 28th Feb. And then the next week, I would add probably, I might publish. The, the, the likelihood is like, it's high, to be honest. It's not that, I don't know if it's a low chance of me not publishing. I don't know. But anyway, so I, I also think for future Nanini, Maybe, maybe I'll have like a, a like a, like a macro way of seeing today and this week, five years from now or five months from now, I'll be like, oh, wait, that's when that was happening. And you were turning 30 the next, like the next month. And this other thing happened. Wow. So I'm just sharing these two notes just for the sake of documenting where I'm currently, where like, where I'm current, where I currently am, in like when it comes to my thought process, with a podcast, when it comes to like my mindset right now, and also like my years. It's if I was studying thirty, like ten months from now, I wouldn't have mentioned it, but but it, but because it's like. I'll not be publishing this for a while. I, th I thought I'd just share that. <sighs> so, yeah. <laughs> those are those moments where I'm like, I don't know if there was a point of sharing this publicly. Because I feel, let me share, like, I feel like it's not, no, gosh, If somebody would have asked me if today's episode was a study, I would I would pause for a minute and think, was it really a study or was I just sharing what was in my brain and the Bible verses happened to be connected? I think that's what I would say. I was just sharing. But here's the thing. I think this needs to be like a mind shift. It was a study because I always come with questions and God answers them through the study. I have 
some i don't know where i maybe it's just from seeing people share like so this is how you're supposed to study the bible and they say like make sure you start from matthew or make sure you start from genesis and go step by step or make sure you read this with themes or whatever and then research this and then research this maybe it's because of that way of studying that i always doubt whether some of my episodes are bible studies because i don't even see them as bible study they're just studies because it's not like i'm going well some of them i am i wanted to say it's not like i'm going i'm, I'm going to say like okay i'm opening the bible and i'm studying specifically this thing i think am i making sense Yes, there are Bible studies, but they're not Bible studies as in that, like, somebody will teach using my studies. You know what I mean? I don't see my studies as, as, um, classes. Because other people, okay, by other people, I mean people that I'm aware of, when people say, like, they're they're doing bible studies what i see them doing is like everything they're saying needs to be a hundred percent correct because that's the perfect understanding of this bible study and so if you're to explain somebody this specific bible verse this is exactly how you're supposed to explain to them because this is exactly what's supposed to be gotten from this bible so that's how you study the Bible. Understand this exact thing about this exact Bible verse and this exact thing is what's supposed to be. You see, like, it's like it's set in stone how somebody's supposed to study and what somebody's supposed to learn exactly. And that's not how my things go. Again, I learn from other people, right? I learn from other teachers, but I come in with questions. I come in curious to know more. That's why I usually say I believe the Holy Spirit is the one who's teaching me. Because there are things that I understand. I, I come out of the studies and I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't see this. I don't believe I've had somebody mention this. I'm not teaching myself. I do believe the Holy Spirit is teaching me because Jesus did say that the advocate, the Holy Spirit will teach you and remind you of what I have taught you teach you new things and remind you of the things that i have taught you <laughs> excuse me so i am always the student here like how i'm when coming in to the bible studies i'm always the student i think that's why i ask myself i really doubt whether my studies are bible studies because maybe from my own understanding of what a bible study is i am always seeing it as if somebody is leading a Bible study, they are the teacher. Like they are teaching. That's why I I would have taken a second if somebody asked me, like, is today's episode a Bible study or are you just sharing? I would say, like, mm, I don't think it's a Bible study. I think I was just sharing. And then I happened to, like, look into some specific Bible verses that I wanted to read in connection to what is happening but it is a bible study if god wants me to read his word every single day 
and he's aware of what's going to happen to my life every in that day nini every single day that means he wants to speak to me through his word every single day and he wants to guide me and guide my life and guide me when it comes to the things that I will experience and the decisions I'll have to make during that day god wants to be present with me during the day and he wants to bring into remembrance hint hint what i have had him teach me in my private moment with him while i'm studying his word so that's the listening and obeying so he wants me to put into practice during the day what i have had from him So when I study and he's teaching me, I'm not teaching myself. When I study and he's teaching me, then I am able to put into practice what he has taught me. And I believe that's why I'm I'm usually I started that's why I recently started seeing these studies as table moments. I'm coming at the table, sitting at the feet of Christ for him to teach me. right so those are study maybe the word study because a study is a student study a study that's i i don't think i'm see um i'm understanding that wrongly maybe it's just my own way that's how i was perceiving what a bible study was that's just my own way of seeing things like a bible study if i say i i i publish publicly bible studies somebody i i think i don't think i'm wrong i think somebody will think like oh so you're teaching the bible i'll be like not n- no actually i'm not i'm just studying the bible oh so you're studying the bible and telling people publicly what they should understand from those verses aka teaching i'll be like no <laughs> cuz that's not usually what happens in bible studies <laughs> Okay, uh, let me stop. So today's Bible study was a Bible study and every other study whether I am studying a thread or whether I'm continuing a topic that I had started in another episode all of them to me are Bible studies because I'm getting knowledge from God on how to deal with whatever situation I'm in. right just also to document this part because it did happen this week um we had a cat called gravy or grayson um, some called him grayson some called him gravy some just called him the white and gray cat <laughs> he passed away and i was thinking when when my mom told him by the way, told me by the way you so you remember how gravy was not feeling well so he has we found him in the morning and he had passed away imagine i went straight 
to the episode baseline. Not not exactly. I was, my mind just remembered Gus and how God got me through that loss. And I was like, hmm. And by when I say got me through, again, I'm also still emotional even now. But when I say he got me through it, I mean, the understanding that I gained from what God has to say about death and about animals and how he cares for animals and what plans he has for his creation. <clears throat> so the understanding I got from 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 that, not only that, like just loss in general. want to say it came in handy but it's what it's what like helped me process Nini Gravy's death and I just remember and I was like wow the fact that I have like I haven't even it's not like shedding a tear is wrong because I'm I'm emotional even now but the fact that it didn't It didn't break me to an extent of me questioning God's goodness. That's the breaking. I'm not saying breaking like shedding tears, but the fact that not even once did I question why. I didn't even ask myself why. That shows there's growth. That... That God has taught me something and I have understood it. Because I have, because the way I put into practice God's, the, the, the knowledge and the wisdom and the teachings of how God views the character of God, understanding God's character when such situations happen, when, when it comes to loss. Somebody might say like, it's just a cut chill but again I'm a, I'm a person who's very um, what do you call it I don't know it's all emotional uh, I have a soft, soft spot for animals and human beings but cuz i'm talking about animals but i do i care right and so having gone through those moments with god and actually sharing some of those moments um how God helped me deal with the recent loss. I even understood, like I, I noticed, like it was so clear. I noticed like, wow, Nanini, you can even look at his pictures, the pictures you have of him and not break down like, 
with sadness. You know, like despair and sadness. But you're looking at it, at those pictures and being grateful. Being grateful like, wow, how amazing is it that I even had the chance of meeting him. Whatever purpose, because every single creation, whether we know of its existence or not, even those two tiny creatures that haven't been discovered yet, every single creation has a reason for existing. There's nothing God creates that has no point for existing. Because God is good, everything he creates is good. And has a reason for existing. So that's what I'm saying. I think I just wanted to share that also like when it comes to like future Nanini and just when I listen back to this, I'll be like, oh, this is also another, this is something else that happened this week. And I don't know. I don't know. Because sometimes I listen back to my things. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yo, looking back now, I can see why God allowed this to happen and this to happen during this season and this to happen. Because I have this like a bad eye view of the past when it comes to certain seasons. So I just thought I'd share that today. And also just thank God. Because when it comes to just thinking about. When it comes to like rethinking. And take being intentional with the choices I'm making. Even for example when it comes to like the podcast. Or the other things about my life. That I'm rethinking and planning on rebuilding, choosing to rebuild and restore and strengthen those things, right? It's I think it helps knowing that God's character doesn't change. And that his, his guidance is for my good. And the deeds that he wants me to fulfill. Only he, only he, only he knows what they're connected to. Like he knows the why. Because I can't know why God wants me to do A versus B. Let's say, for example, because I'm a creative. Let's say I have two ideas and they're both good ideas. But then I feel led to focus on this one idea. They're both good ideas. They're good. Not, not, neither of them are like bad, evil, deceptive, selfish ideas. No, they're two good ideas. And this is just an example. But then God would be like, this is the right one. Not, the, not that this other one is bad, but this is the right choice for you. Only he knows why. And maybe five years from now, I might look back and be like, oh, I see why God made me choose this path and not this other path. 
or even five years from now or 10 years from now or 50 years from now, I will not know the why. Only he will. So even with the decisions I'm making now, I'm actually doing it knowing that I'm trusting that the steps I'm taking, the foundation is firm. Right? I'm standing on the rock. Firm foundation. And God is faithful. If he has made a promise, he is faithful to fulfill it, to see it to completion. He is the strength that I need. I don't need to dig down deep and, you know, so that it's my strength that I'm working with. No, he tells me, no, you can't make it on your own, sis. Rely on me. Rest in me. I am your covering. Whenever you start feeling guilt and shame. Illumination. I am the light that needs to be illuminated in that dark area where you feel shame. When, where you feel guilt. Allow me to shine in that area. So that again I read. Was it Ephesians? Where the light shines, darkness disappears. Again, I don't think it says that. But it talks about... Let me actually read that. Jump to that kidogo. Where the light shines. About where the light. Ephesians chapter 5. From verse... Was it verse 12? Okay. It's right here. Verse 13. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 13. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. So God is saying where you feel there's the darkness. Where you feel like you're dead. That area that seems dead. Where you feel like you're crippled, Nanini. That area where you feel like you're crippled. Allow me to shine my light. I am the light. I am the way, the truth and the life. Allow me. To manifest in that area. To reveal my truth to you in that area. So that you can see. So that you can see. Remember how Jesus in Ephesians, in Revelation. Let me jump to Revelation. We're in chapter 3. What is this verse where he talks about seeing? He says. Well, this is ESV. Let me go to NIV because I think I had highlighted it. <laughs> it talks about seeing. Oh, wow. Where is it? He says, Revelation chapter 3, verse 18. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. I am the only one who can give you sight. So if you feel blinded, blinded in an area like you're blind, you can't see clearly, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. 
All of the obstacles on in my way. Let me see. Let me see if I can see clearly. Lyrics. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all the obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, I can make it now and the pain is gone. All of the bad feelings have disappeared. Here is that rainbow I have been praying for. It's gonna be a bright 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 sunshiny day look around there's nothing but blue skies look straight ahead there's nothing but blue skies i can see clearly now the rain is gone i can see all the obstacles in my way here is that rainbow i've been praying for it's gonna be a bright sunshiny day that's beautiful <laughs> can i share this with myself let me share this so I think I should just pray now because otherwise I'll just continue just sharing thoughts that only I can understand. <laughs> so let me pray. I don't think I need to conclude anything. I don't know. I was just sharing. I was just sharing today. <laughs> okay. So thank you, God. Thank you for for guiding me to... um understand you and understand what you want from me and i pray oh god that you guide me when it comes to making the decision for the way i'm supposed to move forward the next step i'm supposed to take when it comes to this podcast also in the other areas of my life that you want me to wake up and you want me to strengthen i pray god that you continue shining your light in in those areas may i see any obstacles that are in my way um i pray that for anyone else who's listening to this you guide them provide for them protect them shine your light in the areas that are dark in their in their in their their daily lives and um we are praying for the fruit, the fruits. We're praying for fruitfulness, the fruits of the Holy Spirit to bear in our lives. And we're also praying for multiplication. And for our lands to be fruitful. It's in Jesus' name I pray, trusting and believing. Amen. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll be joining me every Tuesday for new episodes of the Trying Podcast. Stay safe, guys. Bye.